Hey guys, this is John Barksell, and I just want to tell you, if you haven't listened to the Three Ball Podcast, you're missing out on a host that's headed for brighter lights and bigger things. Galt Goldman has a plethora of accurate statistics, and his sports acumen, acumen is second to none. Look out, Stephen A., Skip, Pollock, Cowherd, Patrick. He's next. Catch him now so you can say you were there in the beginning. Hello, and welcome back to the Three Ball Podcast. So today, we got a lot of topics. Let me run them down for you real quick. Uh, Johnny Damon was arrested. I'll be talking about that. Bobby Schmerder gets out of prison. Johnny Manziel in the fan league. Fernando Tati's got a 14-year deal. Uh, who the Patriots' new quarterback should be. And then I'll also be talking about Cam Newton's interaction with a fan. Uh, Luca got the all-star starter spot over Damian Lillard. Uh, how will Jalen Hurts do in Philadelphia? Rappers with a diamond album. Uh, one The one-hit wonder rolls, uh, which I do believe are going to win. And then we'll get into the raw review. Um, the new days for the podcast, as you know, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday, um, maybe Saturday if I feel like it, but uh, I'm going to be going over on Tuesday, you know, we'll do some normal sports stuff, uh, normal sports stuff, a little bit of wrestling in there, it's going to be the Raw review of stuff, I didn't watch the whole episode of Raw, um, just because the Raw goes on until freaking 11, and I ain't got that kind of time, I, most of the time I'm sleepy by 11, so... Uh, Wednesday, normal sports, uh, and then uh, the winner of, or me and the guest will pick uh, what our one-hit wonders are. I'll get to that and explain the rules to that later. Um, Thursday, a W review and some normal sports stuff. Sunday, normal podcast, me and Connor do our work in progress segment as usual, and then also we'll react to something uh, that I picked. Uh, if you guys want to send us something to react to you guys are uh you guys can do that um either send it to me on my instagram which is gold underscore gold connor's instagram uh connor the pitcher something like that i'll i'll get it right one day probably not uh or you can send it to me at my phone number 706-664-1512 um do whatever you want with those uh send us stuff that we can react to because I will definitely react to it. Because um, uh, most of the stuff is going to be either uh, songs or wrestling. Something that I'll have some fun with. And Connor might have some fun with it. <laughs> so yeah. So let's get to our first topic. Johnny Damon was arrested the other night. Um, DUI. Uh, hopefully it's he's not addicted. Hopefully it's just like a one-time thing. Um, you know. Hopefully nothing bad comes out of it. One man gets arrested, another man comes out. Bobby Schmurder, the former rap star, uh, gets out of prison. Uh, many people would call him a one-hit wonder with his song. Uh, I don't even remember what it's called, honestly. But he threw the hat, and now people joke about the hat all the time. Will the hat come back? Um, will he find his hat? That's the question everybody's asking with him coming out of prison. Um, Johnny Manziel, he showed out in the family. He had two touchdowns. Uh... I believe his team lost, but it's okay. Uh, win or lose, they still booze over there with the Zappers. That's what they're called. Um, do I agree with the name? Sure, why not? Uh, the team's owned by Bob Minery, so what were we really expecting? Um, uh, he's looked better in these last couple games, so I'm, I'm happy for the man. Um, Fernando Tatis got a 14-year deal. Now, baseball is very... They like giving out these long deals for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, I believe all the money's guaranteed. 
um, why they give you 14-year deals. I have no clue. What if they, what if they just had one year and then they suck for the rest of the time? Um, I'm not big into 10-year deals uh, or 14-year deals. Um, I would have probably went with like a five-year deal. Um, it's just me, though. I don't understand why baseball loves the long-term deals. Uh, they're high-risk, high-reward because what if they suck. And if high-reward, then you pay somebody and money goes up and they're stuck on a crappy deal. Who knows? Um, so, yeah, there's my thoughts. I how do I think he obviously he resigned with the Padres. Um man, I don't really know. I didn't watch many Padres games this season. I know uh when they played the Braves a couple times I watched games, but I mean, it is it's it's tough. I mean, baseball it's it's mostly a game of luck, honestly. You can you can square up and hit the ball perfect and it can go straight to somebody. I mean, it it's it's a game of luck in my opinion. Um Got to get lucky to be really good at baseball. That's where I think, obviously, the Mike Trout's the world. Mike Trout doesn't need luck. Um, but sometimes you do need luck in baseball. And that's where I'll talk about that. How the, I don't know how the Padres are going to do it coming into this next year. Um, I didn't, as I said, I didn't watch many Padres games. So I really don't know what they're going to do next year. Um... Who should the Patriots quarterback be next year? Obviously, the Patriots have a lot of decisions to make going into the next season. Um, draft day coming soon. Uh, I'm going to do a mock draft coming up pretty soon. Also, football-related, I, I actually am going to do this every sport before we get into the Patriots stuff. I'm going to create... Uh, we're going to do... We're going to have somebody on the podcast who talks about the sport. So, like, on with football, it'll be, uh, it'll probably be John, I guess. Uh, with basketball, it'll be my Uncle James. And with baseball, it'll be my friend Connor and my friend Ricky. Uh, we're going to create a team of our favorite players. Not necessarily the best players, but our favorite players. And then you guys can vote on it. And we'll post, I'll post it on my Instagram or the, and the Three Balls Instagram um, fan votes might just be on the three ball page, uh, coming up pretty soon, depending on what happens. Um, but yeah, just wanted to give you guys a heads up on that. So who should the Patriots quarterback, who, who should the Patriots quarterback be going into next year? That's a tough question. Obviously you got a lot of people on the block. Um, Marcus Mariota, who I really like, um, he's a free agent. Jameis Winston, another guy, uh. Do they bring back Cam? Now, Cam's an interesting guy because he got into a fight. Not a real fight, but an altercation, a shouting altercation with the kid at his camp. And the kid was like, you're a free agent. And then his comeback was, I am rich. Um, personally, I think Cam's washed. And if Cam Newton came up to me, I would probably say the same thing. Um, my, my thing is, you can't be a hypocrite. If you say somebody's washed then you gotta stick with your word. You can't just change your opinion because they're right there. Um, if Tom Brady came up to me, I would I would still tell him I think he's a system quarterback. And and I don't think he's the greatest quarterback of all time. Now, obviously, most people would disagree with me. Tom Brady can disagree with me. But I'm not going to apologize for my opinion. That That's the only thing I'm going to say on that. Um, and Cam, obviously, if Cam proves everybody wrong going into next year, then I will eat my words with it. I will say Cam Newton proved me wrong. But 
Until that happens, my belief is that Cam Newton is washed. Cam Newton doesn't have much left in the tank, if anything left in the tank. So I don't think Cam is the right option going back into next year uh, for the Patriots. I think Marcus Mariota would be more uh, reliable. Jameis Winston, I don't think, is a viable option. Jameis is a turnover machine, man. I didn't like it when he went to the Saints. Jameis is a turnover machine. About like Carson Wentz was last year. But anyways, Carson Wentz in the Colts now, so who cares? Um, So yeah, uh, maybe I might be able to see the Patriots pulling Phillip out of retirement. You never know. Um, So yeah. But it's not a good QB market out here. Obviously, you got Dak. I mean, I don't, I don't think they're getting Dak, so that's out the table. I don't think they're trading for Deshaun Watson, so I think that's off the table. The two best quarterbacks out there you're not going to get. So I don't know who you go with. I would think Marcus Mariota, Ryan Fitzpatrick, somewhere around there. Nice veteran quarterback. Um, Luka Doncic got the all-star starting spot over Damian Lillard. A lot of people disagree with this. Uh, Luka's a better player, though. Uh, Luka averages more rebounds, more assists. Um, obviously, he's not, he's not as great as, he's not as good as a shooter as Damian Lillard. Luka's had, his team's had multiple injuries. You, I would classify them, uh, worst, or worse than Damian Lillard's team's injuries. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I do believe Luca should have gotten the start over Dame. Um, Luca didn't think that, but you know, Luca's a pretty humble guy most of the time. So we'll see. Um, I I don't understand why everybody loves Damian Lillard. Um, he he's a shooter, man, and he's not the he's not the best point guard in the league. Um, I don't think. Well, sorry, he's not the best shooting guard in the league because that's what him and Steph Curry are, shooting guards. They don't pass half the time. They're a, I'm, the, I'm a shooter type guy. The best real point guard in the league is probably, the re- best real point guard in the league is probably Chris Paul because he's, he's the only guy who's passed first. Now, if you want to put Harden in there, then I, then you got to say Harden's the best point guard. But is Harden really pass first? That's that's a topic for another day. Um. But Dame, I mean, he's he's a big time scorer. We all know that. Um, he's hit a couple game winning shots in the playoffs that really didn't mean anything. What you hit a game winning shot against the Thunder in the first round of the playoffs, and then you also hit a game winning shot in the first round of the playoffs to beat the Rockets in seven. That's really not doing much. That team really didn't have anybody. Yeah, uh, Portland had Lamarcus Aldridge and Damian Lillard. I mean. That's a pretty good team. You got two all-stars right there. Um, Dame has CJ McCollum now. He's had CJ McCollum the last couple years, and he hasn't played well when it matters in the playoffs. Like, eh, who cares? You're up, When you're up 3-1 against the Thunder and you hit a game-winning shot, okay, you're up 3-1. But you're down 1-0 against the Warriors. What you going to do? Nothing. You didn't play well against the Warriors last season. So, or not last season, Two seasons ago, when there, when there were fans. I'm thinking about when there were fans. And then he, I don't know how well he played against the Lakers. I didn't watch, I didn't watch a lot of the NBA playoffs. Honestly, last year I watched more WNBA playoffs than I did NBA playoffs. Um. So yeah, there are my opinions on Luka getting the nod over Dame. So after Carson Wentz was traded to the Indianapolis Colts, to the surprise of fans, um... Carson Wentz also broke two records. Uh, 
he now has the largest cap hit in NFL history. So congrats to Carson Wentz on sucking that bad last year that they had to take the largest cap hit in history. Um, so how will Jalen Hurts do in Philly? Most <laughs> There are fans already saying that they're going to take a quarterback at pick six. Um, ha, that's funny. Pick six, like Carson Wentz did last year. But anyways, um, <sighs> I, I, the Eagles should take a wide receiver. Um, the wide receiver court isn't that great. Now, the only thing about taking a wide receiver is that doesn't really help your team. I really don't think so. Uh, Deshaun Jackson's going to be gone next year. Uh, they're letting him walk. Alshon Jeffrey, I'm not an Eagles fan, so I don't know much about how Alshon's contract is working out here. But uh, I don't know if you necessarily need a wideout, though. Uh, you got Greg Ward, who's played pretty good. Yeah, Jalen Rager, unless you're going to give up on him. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside's never even gotten a real chance to play. You got a couple guys in that wide receiver room who have proved they have potential or haven't even give, you haven't even given them enough time to show what they have yet. So I definitely think you need to give those guys some chances. Uh, now you're gonna say what you can take Devontae Smith or Jamar Chase at six, and then JJ Ortega Whiteside still isn't getting to play, and Jalen Rager moves down a, a slot to like the four or three at the depth chart. Alshon Jeffrey moves down to the two, Greg Ward to the three. Um, so you got multiple guys who still aren't getting time to play. You have young wide receivers, so play them. You draft more young wide receivers, your other young guys don't play. Um, offensive line was definitely an issue last year. I think that was more injury concern than really talent-wise. So I think if that O-line stays healthy, I think they'll be fine. Uh, now, half I think they might be fine at halfback with Miles Sanders, Boston Scott. But it all comes down to what Nick Sorelli or whatever his name is wants to do in Philly. I would have stuck with Doug Peterson. You know how the offense works. Obviously, Jalen played very good. He played better than expected under that offense, or with that offense. There was not a lot of offensive line help. Most of them were injured. But if you actually look at our pro football focus, didn't have them as the worst offensive line in the NFL. So, they're actually average offensive line in the NFL. If you look at what, the not the stats, but if you look at where pro football focus ranked them, they were actually average. So, I, um... So yeah, I don't I don't know what Philly should do. I think Hertz will succeed as long as you give him an a chance to. Um, is Nick Sorelli or Sorali, whatever his name is, going to set Jalen up for success or is he gonna set him up for failure? That is the big question going into next year. If you make Jalen stand in the pocket, he's not a really he's not really a pocket passer. Uh, he has the ability he's mobile. I get him out of the pocket. He looks more comfortable. When he's just doing stuff on the fly. When he's playing off script, looks like he wor- he works better. And that's why the the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes plays off script. Uh, I mean, that's why they didn't do well in the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes can't make a timing throw. He can't go one, two, throw. That's not in his, that's not in his playbook. That's not in the Andy Reid playbook. Patrick Mahomes can't make a simple three, two-step drop and throw a slant route. That's not... Now, he can throw a three-step, wait, wait, toss a drag to Tyree Kill running across the field. Now, you need time to throw that pass. In the Super Bowl, they didn't have time to throw that pass. 
So you needed somebody who could throw on time. And unfortunately to say, Chad Henning was probably going to be the better option throwing on time than Patrick Mahomes, because that's how you were going to win that game. But I'm not going to talk about the Chiefs' woes and struggles. Jalen Hurts can throw on time, but he looks more comfortable throwing off script. So, and the Chiefs have proved you can win playing off script. That's just the way it goes. Now, obviously in the Super Bowl, that doesn't work, because in the last two years, the defenses, the defenses against the Chiefs have played very well, and the other team has had a chance to win or win the game. Um, San Francisco should have won that game. Unfortunately, they didn't, uh, and then ended up being uh, uh, the Buccaneers won this year. So, playing off script can get you wins in the regular season and sometimes in the playoffs, but playing off script does not get you to the win in the Super Bowl unless it's a very close game. So, what is Nick Cervelli, whatever, whatever his name is, going to do? Uh, I should probably learn his name. Uh, honestly, but I don't know. There are too many NFL coaches at this point. Uh, just give me Marvin Lewis back. Um, so yeah, uh, it all depends on what he wants to do next year. Is he going to set Jalen up for success or is he going to set him up for failure? I think that's a big, big question going into next year. So yeah, um, we're going to move on rappers with a diamond album or whatever, platinum, whatever album. Um, so here we go. Two podcasts. One, uh, pretty, pretty, su- very successful rapper. Uh, top five greatest rappers of all time. Biggie Smalls, top five greatest rapper of all time. Outcast has the greatest rapper of all time. And Andre Three Thousand. Eminem, my in my top ten, my top twenty. Yeah, who cares? Lauren Hill, very underrated rapper. Part of the Fugees, very good group, in my opinion. Uh, with Wyclef Jean. Um, Nelly. Very good rapper. MC Hammer. Yeah, we're just going to go for that one. Then uh, the Beastie Boys. Okay, so I wanted to bring this up because if you talk to an Eminem fan, they will tell you that he's the greatest of all time because he has he gets those records sold. Well, MC Hammer has a diamond, a diamond record. Is MC Hammer really a top five rapper of all time? Well, actually, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Er... 10, is he a top 20 rapper? Obviously, the Beastie Boys have three guys, three plus guys. MC Hammer, uh, Outkast has two, Eminem, Lauryn Hill, Nelly, Pac, Biggie. Is, is MC Hammer a top 20 rapper of all time? Because he's got a diamond album. Uh, so, uh, no, um, I don't think fans, I don't think people who buy your album or how many albums you've sold should <laughs> count into your greatest of all time talk because uh Eminem has more stands than anybody in the world and he could release the worst verse in anybody's existence and people would still say it's good um his Donald Trump roast was might have been the worst thing I've ever heard um I don't even like Donald Trump that much but I think Donald Trump won that battle (laughs) won the diss track battle and he didn't even say anything um just the same way Nick Cannon won the diss track battle and Eminem didn't say anything but whatever uh, yeah, I don't understand the the love for Eminem. Uh, MC Hammer's pretty cool though. I'm surprised Vanilla Ice wasn't in here, but okay. Um, cause you know I was just looking at it, and I mean some of these are one hit wonders. Obviously, MC Hammer's a one hit wonder. Beastie Boys, not really. 
Um, Nelly's got a couple hits. Lauren Hill's got a couple hits. Uh, Eminem's got maybe one song that I'd actually listen to. Um, Pac's got multiple songs, a.k.a. Machiavelli. He's got multiple songs I'd listen to. Bakey's got multiple songs I'd listen to that are probably on P. Diddy's record. Because <laughs> P. Diddy said, I'm going to take credit for that. Um, so now let's move on to the one-hit wonder rules. Okay, so as of the time I'm recording this, uh, I think there's about an hour left on the vote to see if we do one-hit wonders or covers of songs. Uh, one-hit wonders, I think, is going to win. It has a massive landslide over uh, covers of songs. So I'm just going to explain the one-hit wonder rules, and you will hear me and my guests pick for our one-hit wonders tomorrow on the podcast. So here are the rules. Um, the, the artist cannot have been... Obviously, they have to have a hit song. Um, now, we are going to say uh, top 20 song on the top 100 billboard. Top 20 song. That seems pretty fair. And they can't have been in the top 50 ever again. I would say top 100, but, I mean, Joe Budden, who I don't know if most people can say is a one-hit wonder... Um, his song, Pump, Pump, Pump It Up, Pump, 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 Pump It Up. Um, it wasn't actually, uh, in the top 20, I don't think. And he made the top 100 chart multiple other times with, uh, and he also made the top 50 multiple times with other songs not Pump It Up. Um, so yeah. Uh, those are the rules for it. Uh, so I'm gonna put that up on the vote once we make our picks. Uh, of uh, my pick, my guest pick, uh, the song, uh, all of the song playing in the in the background too. Uh, so you can hear both songs. So it'll, so yeah, it should be fun. Uh, we're gonna see how that goes. Um, yeah, hopefully it's fun. Hopefully you guys have fun with it. Uh, and then like, we're gonna do this all twenty for the rest of twenty twenty one. I think, and the the person who has the most wins on it. I uh, will win a little prize. So if you guys want to be on it, uh, let me know. As I said, you can hit me up on Instagram or let me know on the phone number. Um, I think that'd be pretty cool uh, if you guys want to be on it. And you guys can pick the topic, too. I'm like Beat Bobby Flay, man. You guys ain't going to beat me, though. Uh, so, yeah, we can do something like that. I I actually really like that. Um, also probably going to start having rappers on the podcast not like highly talented rappers that are making top 100 billboards around here but i'm gonna start having my friends on who rap and they can freestyle on here and we'll see how it goes uh if they suck then it probably won't be on the podcast just saying uh but yeah uh now let's move on to the last part which is the part most you tune out the raw review do 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 pump Pump, pump it up. Okay, so I didn't watch all of it. Um, went on to 11, and I don't really do that. So we start out with Miz TV. John Morrison introduces The Miz, and The Miz got the Hulk Hogan pyro. It was going everywhere. And The Miz kind of shot on the roster saying Ain't nobody can touch him. And then MVP and Bobby Lashley come out with the Hurt Business. Dun, 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 dun. Um... And Bobby said he gave, he's given Miz one hour to give him a title shot because that was the promise that he had made to him. It made to MVP uh, on Sunday's Elimination Chamber pay per view uh, for Miz to get the title. Um, Matt Riddle is backstage, 
And I don't understand why people like Matt Riddle. His little stoner character isn't really it. And he just seems like he's RV, RVD, but a ripoff version. Um, I don't understand it. So they get Matt Riddle versus John Morrison. Um, they said Matt Riddle's a submission specialist. Just FYI. I don't think Matt Riddle's tap made anybody tap out in the WWE or the UFC. Yes, he was a UFC fighter. Eight and three record. You can take it how you want it. Um, so yeah. Uh and he's just not entertaining to me. Uh Morrison hit a Spanish fly and Matt Riddle tried to hit his own version of the GTS called the Bro to Sleep and he didn't even hit it. And it it was bad. Matt Riddle won. It, it was a very boring match besides the Spanish fly. Um, so, uh, then they go backstage like Damian Priest and Bad Bunny. Uh, I don't know why Bad Bunny's still on the WWE. Um, he is a Latin star. Ha <laughs> ha, yeah, sure, star. Uh, his songs aren't very good, and I don't understand it. Um, they, WWE gave him a title. It might be the worst title in the WWE, but it's still a title nonetheless. Um, he doesn't do anything. I, I don't understand it. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't cut promos. He doesn't do anything. He just walks down with Damian Priest. Uh, if this is to make Damian Priest look like a monster, it's not really doing anything. I don't think he's a monster. And he's not even young talent. He's 38. That's not young talent. Um, so yeah. We go to New Day versus Retribution, and Retribu Retribution really sucks, and they are boring. And Ali, I he might be in kayfabe, so to say, but whatever. He complains all the freaking time. He's boring. There's a reason you're not. You're there's a reason you're not on the pay per views. There's or you're on the pre shows the pay per views. There's a reason. Raw sucks. And it's because of you, Mustafa Ali. People don't like the young talent. You're boring. You just do some flips and you can't cut promos. Ali cut can cut half-decent promos, but he's not really it. He's not going to be a champion. I don't know what to say. Um, uh, the New Day went off with Kofi Kingston's Trouble in Paradise. Cool. Um, so then the hour passes. Uh, I Honestly, most of the time, Raw is just... Raw's boring. So, okay. So, let me explain something. So, AEW, I'll take a lot of notes. Because I... AEW, it's not fun to watch. It's fun to watch because it's boring. It's not boring. They just mess up a lot. And the writing's very, very bad. WWE doesn't mess up a lot, unless you're Matt Riddle. Um, WWE doesn't mess up a lot. They just write very boring stuff. So, it's you can keep saying, oh, this is boring. This is boring. There aren't a lot of botches. There aren't a lot of, like, stupid things going on. It's just very boring. They don't take any risk with their storylines. When they do, people get mad at them. Um, so, yeah. Uh, WWE writes a very plain, boring show that, you, you know, you take notes on, but there's not really... Uh, what are you going to say? You can't just say it was everything was boring on this show and then be done with it. Um, so then you got Bobby Lashley and The Miz. Uh, Bobby Lashley comes out. The Miz comes out in his suit. And they're talking. And then Braun Strowman comes out. And they're really pushing this Braun, this Shane McMahon hates Braun Strowman storyline. And Adam Pearce is somehow involved. Um, 
Uh, Shane McMahon comes out too, and I don't know why he's here. But anyways, he said, you know what? We are going to do something very weird. Uh, Braun Strowman says that he is a former champion, so he should have been in the Elimination Chamber. And Shane McMahon was like, nah, that kind of sucks. And you suck. And then Shane McMahon said, you can face Bobby Lashley. And then if you win, you can be in the title match for next week. Um, yeah, th- very plain, uh, I've seen this in WWE 3,000 times type stuff, so, yeah. Uh, Lucha House Party, who, I don't know why they're still in the WWE, they don't really do anything, they just follow Matt Riddle around sometimes, the Hurt Business. Uh, Lucha House Parties are jobbers, so I guess having jobbers is a good thing, but they're Lucha House Party, I don't <laughs> They came around like they weren't jobbers. In fact, they've beaten people multiple times. They've beaten the Hurt Business a couple times. They're, so they're not really jobbers. But they're not entertaining enough to be regular people on a card. So they should be jobbers. They just can't. I don't know what to do. Um, you had the Beatdown Clan on commentary. You had Samojo and MVP. Uh, the Beatdown Clan was kind of trash, to be honest. But Or version 2 of the Beatdown Clan was trash. Uh, and TNA, and TNA is where it's at right now. Uh, I might watch TNA tonight. In fact, I'm probably going to put TNA and AEW on the same freaking podcast, uh, just because. Um, so I, I think the Beatdown Clan is pretty, I, I thought their music was pretty cool. I don't know why Joe joined, joined the Beatdown Clan that, in TNA. Um, the Hurt Business one off, probably the best double team move I've seen in a while. They hit, uh, Cedric Alexander hit a knee to somebody's face, and then Shelton Benjamin hit the pay dirt, which I think is a very cool move. Uh, so yeah, Shelton's still a great worker at a pretty older age. Uh, I actually really like Shelton. He's really good in the ring. Um, so then you had Damian Priest versus Angel Garza. Garza's really cool, and there's a lot of potential in WWE. Um, the fact you you throw him in this match, he's lost to Damian Priest twice, I think. And both of them is because of Bad Bunny. So you're making Garza look like a scrub here. I mean, Garza, if you want to do this, put it, put Damian Priest in the ring with somebody who doesn't have a future in WWE. I mean, Garza has a future. Why are you ruining it? Why are you burying the kid? Because he's freaking losing matches because of Bad Bunny. Whatever. Uh... I said fire bad bunny again. And then Priest wins off the crossroads. Wow. What a move that is. I I, I think it's cool when Cody does it. It's not so much cool when Damian Priest does it. I don't even like Cody like that. But I, I do like the cross, crossroads. Um, so then we had Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler versus Asuka and Ric uh, Flair's daughter, Charlotte Flair. Um, I stopped paying attention at this point. Um, I, the only thing I wrote down are why are, why are these two, why are these four people in tag teams, uh, it doesn't make any sense, and then Nia Pandoska, and so you have, I mean, I understand what they're doing, they're creating this weird storyline where Charlotte is trying to turn heel on Asuka or something like that, why'd you throw them together, they've been a tag team for like two months, if that, they shouldn't have, they shouldn't throw these two girls together. They didn't really work well anyway. I mean, I understand why. They did it because they won Charlotte to be a Grand Slam champion. Ooh, because that matters in WWE for some freaking reason. Ric Flair and Grand Slam champion. Ric Flair's still the greatest wrestler of all time. 
So whatever. Um, you got Nia Jax pinning the Raw Women's Champion. Whatever. Um, I fell asleep at this point. Didn't care about the rest of Monday Night Raw. Um, right, I understand. Like, the first hour of the show, I could watch. I mean, The Miz is doing a, a pretty good job of being champion. He's more entertaining than Drew was. I'll give him that. Drew, I didn't like. He just wasn't entertaining to me. The Miz has cut great promos throughout his whole career. Very good on the mic. They, That's all he did last night. He was on the mic. Morrison's very cool. Love the her business. The first hour of Raw, I can watch. No problem. Once we get to hour two, then it's like, okay, this is toward the end of the show. You should be leading up to the main event on a regular two-hour show. Nah. Raw goes three hours. So you get two hours of boring filler. Or you get an hour of boring filler waiting for the third hour. Which, the third hour is basically boring filler, too. Hey. And then you finally get to the main event. But by the time you get to the main event, nobody's awake for the main event. They just left their TVs on. That's why. I don't know, man. WWE Raw needs to cut it back down to two hours, unless uh, unless they want unless they want to do what Nitro did. You start the show at seven, and it ends at ten. Nitro did that; it worked. I I can watch seven to ten. I ain't watching eight to eleven though. That just ain't it, man. Um. So yeah, that's gonna be the end of the podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, uh, and hopefully ooh, we'll get to the one hit wonders on tomorrow's podcast and we'll have a guest on for that as well so thank you for listening to the three ball podcast stay safe and peace out